Hey everybody, welcome to this week's first episode of the Devon Hour Music Mondays. This is a series where I'm going to be highlighting different artists, talking about music. I really wanted to do something like this in the past and I'm really happy that I'm able to do this now. So here we are with the first episode. Today I have my good friend Brielle as a guest and we are going to be talking about um, albums that changed our lives we even get into the vmas so i really hope you like this first episode of music mondays and see you guys later all right enjoy hello everybody welcome to the devon hour i'm your host devon today we are going to be starting off our new series music mondays if you are still questioning why i'm not doing rupaul's drag race canada it's because the shit is trash me and macy explained it um go check out the last episode <laughs> for that information brielle me and macy are over it and that's just um, that. like, <laughs> so well, those listening and watching the devon hour that don't know my face my name is brielle <laughs> i was on the very first season of the devon hour i was the first co-host mm-hmm. so yes you were I went to retirement for a little bit but i'm coming back out <laughs> yes brielle my special guest brielle is here brielle was here during the first i would say first couple of seasons like that first year or two mm-hmm. of, of the I devon was, hour yeah yeah so you're an OG. Yeah. So the reason why I summoned Brielle here because number one, me and Brielle has very similar music tastes. It's very yeah. rare we disagree. Me and Devin are like here music soulmates. I like to say <laughs> because it's very rarely that we just disagree on on any. I, honestly, I don't think we even even ever disagreed on any artist. To be honest with you, no, we haven't. I don't think so. Exactly. So. I consider Brielle my music soulmate. And to start off Music Mondays, I really wanted to start off with something meaningful, something special. So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about the VMAs. We're going to get that out the way first. But the main crux of this episode is going to be us discussing the top five albums that changed our lives. Brielle says she had a hard time figuring out what five albums. I understand. I mean, you know... I have my general that I stick to, but like, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk. We'll get into it. We're going to we'll get, get into, into it. it. Um, we'll but into first, it. just to pick your brain a little bit, how has this quarantine been for you? I know how it's been, but tell the world how it's been for you. <laughs> don't, don't give details, but just give like a, <laughs> a overview. This year... you know it's been more about me doing what i want to do and what makes me happy right and having fun being young you know and that's that and being in your 20s i don't know i stay low-key like i don't post on social media that much but i don't know and that's that i'm living like (laughs) (laughs) period so let's start off with vmas um there's a lot i noticed that there has been a lot of like controversy behind the vmas this year because 
they just don't know what they're doing. Like, it's just, I think that's what it just boils down to. Like, they... That's exactly what it is. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. They don't. They're, they're nominating the wrong people. I don't know who handed out these nominees, but they can take them right back. Like, mm, mm. Yeah, it's really not it. So, like, I, I, I mm-hmm. saw all the... VMA's discourse on my Twitter feed and I was like you know what I'm gonna just ignore it because I know it's some bullshit but then after I did a little bit of research early on um I was like oh my goodness they literally the videos that they chose I'm just like what but then also the video music awards I don't really feel like that needs to be a thing in 2020 and I say that Mm -hmm. because I really don't think people care about that like us growing up, we witnessed music videos premiering. We yes, like, sat there. I have a deep appreciation for music videos and the visual. Yep. We I remember like waiting all day to come home from school, turning on 106 in Park and watching like one of our fave black creatives premiere their music video for the first time or yeah, watching I MTV. Like, I like a visual. I need production, sound, right. like actors dialogue i need give it to me like come on and i haven't really had the chance to watch a lot of music videos this year because we just been simply streaming music uh but i've watched a couple and i think that they were pretty amazing and the ones that i have watched were not nominated um Mm. and i would say first off for chloe and hallie's do it video right that deserved much more for that because so the leading art, let, first of all, let me wind it back. The leading artists for video music, what, for the music awards are Lady Gaga and Ariana. Which, okay, I'm okay with that. I love that. I love it. But, but for Gaga, I'm like, why are you having the most nominations? Because, like... It, I, I think it's because, you know, Lady Gaga is, you know, she's not an old pop star but she's just like she's been here for like a while throughout the 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 last decade or so with you know she started out with poker face i guess and she's done this thing with the oscars and you know she's good in with like grammy committees and stuff like that so of course they're saying oh lady gaga after all she's done she's releasing a you know a pop album they want to give that the hype but at the same time I don't know if it gave me what I need. I mean, I mean, right. I don't listen to it because I don't really, you know. But <laughs> it's I the, love Ariana. I love Rain on Me. The video was good. The vid- for what it was, I can truly say the video was great. Right. I feel like the music video for Rain on Me was good, but I feel like it was still missing that that epicness that I really wanted from mm-hmm. it. Like you know why? Because wasn't it like? Was it? Were they like actually like? Yeah, I feel like this was or, this was filmed before quarantine. So that's why I was like, I wanted this to kind of give me what, like, No Tears Left to Cry gave me. Because I feel like that song would have gave me that type of energy. Well, you know, like, Ariana is, like, a whole different being in herself. So it wasn't just Ariana. The, the Ariana that we did get and ran on me, I loved. I live for. But, you know, I think it's the Lady Gaga aspect. And we were just, like, a little bit like, okay, girl, like. Right. Um, at least that was it for me. Like you know, and I live, and I and I live for Gaga. I live, 
But I don't feel like this era gave me the music videos that we know that we could get from Gaga. Like, yes. Rain On Me. Yes, and I definitely agree. Rain On Me and Stupid Love, they have nothing on the visuals from Born This Way album, from the Fame Monster album, even I from Art Pop. Never, no, but like, honestly, I think of Lady Gaga as like, she's not like an old pop star. I don't think of her as like any... Like she doesn't have any like mm-hmm. legendary stat in my opinion. Not so, but as time goes by, maybe so. I I agree. I believe so. Like she has that potential to build that type of legacy for herself. Oh, definitely. Gaga's going she down. Has, she has the bops and she has the credentials. I'm not saying that she does not, but you know, as time goes by, definitely she'll probably be looked at as one of the biggest. Oh, definitely. Gaga is going to go mm-hmm. down as a legend. Just right now, like. For this time, these music videos to be nominated, mm-hmm. I'm not a big we fan. A little, of. We need, you know. Yeah, I. We need, I a, we need a cultural reset, like Poker Face. Like, I don't know, or something a little bit more. Just a little bit I'm more than little what bit we more got. More than that, too. But I mean, like, I'm talking about like the impact of that song. Me personally, I love. Oh, yeah. it. Just dance, all of that, like. Right. Um, there was two categories that were added that I did appreciate, which was the quarantine music, best quarantine music video. And um, I think the other one was like best in home performance, which I do appreciate. But then I'm kind of like, what is VMAs becoming? Because if you look at their nominees and and the categories, like best new artists, artists of the year, I'm like, this is not the Grammys. I just feel like they have no variety in the nominees at all. And is no variety. Like everyone is nominated for the same shit. And there are so many more music videos put out that other people appreciate other than pop. And like, they don't, they don't honor different genres. They only honor the genres that, you know, make it on Z100. Right. But for a song like motivation, the music video for Motivation was amazing. The music amazing. video for Motivation deserves so much more. The music video for, wait, I was thinking about this even though Bounce Back came out like a year ago, but Bounce Back deserved so much more credit than what it got. My little mix, what? Are you? Mm. Listen, and then I'm looking at these nominees. Be- they're, doing, they're, doing, they're not doing it right, and that's just that. Let's that. look at this Best New Artist category, because I'm looking at this shit like, who? First off, Doja Cat, we're going to pay that. We're going to pay it. Um, Jack Harlow, Louis Capaldi. I like Jack Harlow. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know any of his music, but he's cute. Roddy Rich, um, Tate McRae, and Youngblood. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? And I'm trying to think of it like, are we at the age where we just don't know who's on Billboard anymore? But no, that's not the case. These artists really aren't making no noise because of all this streaming. Because back in the day, my sister was my sister was definitely in her twenties the whole entire time, like in the two thousands and early two thousand tens, and she knew who was on Billboard. She knew who was number one. And this, it came out in the magazines. Remember them little teen magazines that we used to yes. get? Yes. But I used then, to buy those all the time. But then you knew what was a hit because you heard it everywhere. Yes. In twenty twenty, you could the song could go number one. And I never heard it. I think Maroon 5 got a number one this year. I was like, what song did they release that they got a number one? Everybody, I feel like everybody has their own 
music taste that they like and a lot of people don't listen to the radio anymore everybody has an aux cord which i mean that's cool like you have your music that you want to bump you have your artists that you want to stream but at the same time it's not enough radio stations to push out different genres the way that they should be so that we can play those you know yeah the world is just the world is changing due to streaming for real because Mm -hmm. now you could kind of like put yourself in your own box of what music you want to listen to mm-hmm. because that's what streaming allows back in the day whatever was on the radio that was what you heard exactly. but but even though you still see ads on these streaming websites like you have the today's hits playlist and all that stuff but it's just a, it's just crazy to me to know like a song could go number one and it, i would not have one interaction with it like Louis capote song someone you love i didn't hear that until months I after it went it. number one I heard it before the brits but definitely around the time of like the brits like february i think right it's just, it's I, just so interesting jonas brothers got a nomination you, yeah and you know what and you know what five sauce got a nomination too and i love that but you know what i'm hurt by the vmas because you know like you know who my favorite is yeah he's put out Four videos. Wait, did he get nominated for any of them? He got nominated for Adore You, I think for two, but no main categories. Which is ridiculous to me because his views were fucking... I'm sorry, can I curse? Yes. His views were fucking insane. Like, they just were. And his message... Wait, Watermelon Sugar didn't get nominated? Watermelon Sugar... Okay, Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles did not get nominated. Adore You, a movie narrated narrated by Rosalia, did not get nominated. What? Lights Up didn't get nominated. Or Fallen, in which he drowned in the music video, if you didn't know. I just... You would think Watermelon Sugar would have gotten he nominated. Album December 13, 2019, and he got nothing. If you go and you look, I mean, like, I'm like a Harry Styles stan. If you look on Twitter, everyone is talking about how the VMA snubbed Harry like they did. It's ridiculous. Did... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, this whole entire, I'm looking at the cat. So what really the fuck? Don't... Coldplay got nominated for something. So I, mm, so I really don't have a desire to watch the VMAs. I mean, I'm here for Ariana because I love Ariana. But Chloe and Halle got one nomination, I think. Yeah, I think they just got the one. The lack of color and the lack of my fave is my other fave is just like keep it. I don't want it. Like, oh. I feel like MTV needs to go back to what it's about. I they hate need the to- Grammys. Um. A committee too. Whoever is in charge. Of, mm. The I feel like MTV needs to go back to what their roots are, which is actual music video. I'm tired of watching the reality shows. <laughs> Screaming. I'm tired. I'm tired of the of the reality shows. I'm tired of all that shit. Just give us the music videos and give us the unplugs because I want the unplugs back. And that's it. That's how I feel about the VMAs and um, MTV. Do better. Uh, there's no reason why Dua Lipa 
didn't get video of the year and she gave you three back to back. She should have got something. She got That's she gave us up. three back to back perfect music videos before the album even came out. And then gave us another good music video when the album came out. Like an R and B music video section. There is, there is one. Um, Let me see. I I just had it right here, Um, and that's where Chloe and Halle was nominated in. Mm. Uh, Well, my fave Queen Naja dropped two music videos this year, and they didn't get nominated either. And her music videos were lit, bomb. She dropped one just now, Backlight. And it's number two on YouTube right now. Okay, so these are the music videos, and I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, we have Alicia Keys' Underdog. Did you listen? Did you hear Alicia Keys? I didn't know she dropped a single. I'm tired. Like... Even though I don't care for this individual, I will say... Summer Walker should have got a nomination for something. She should have got something. I don't like her either, but she should have got something. She should have got something. something. Stretch You Out was a great music video. Great. So that's... So that's great. music videos were great. Who else dropped the arm? Tanache! Wait, Tanache didn't get nominated. And Save Room for Us. When she did it in the warehouse. Mm Mm-hmm. You see how these artists don't get the like the at least the artists that put in a lot of work and actually you know you know they don't just Ari Lennox to the hip hop community like they don't just like get in cars and get some guns and you know have a videographer you know like no like they have money like they put money in work and hard work and rehearsals into their music videos to perform like performers they don't get enough credit like they just don't Tanache was really and she went viral people that play instruments instrumentation production like does not get enough credit how did like, die I a little bit not get nominated how did die a little bit not get she gave us choreography Cinematography. How do you how do you nominate Alicia Keys? I like underdog. That are delicious to the eye. It's nothing like watching a video in like the lights and all the like the lights and the colors in the video. The contrast are just perfect, and just the quality is just. I'm mm, just. Mm. I didn't even think about tonight. Like that was the in the back of my head, and then. Because I don't know why I was in the back of my head. I streamed the whole entire album 500 times. That's, I stand her. Also, now I'm thinking about it. Ari Lennox didn't get anything either. Don't get me started on Ari Lennox. Because I'll start crying. Like I, love, like, I love Ari Lennox. And she literally got zilch for sugar. You know, Shea Butter Baby. Shea Butter Baby. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Shea Butter Baby. She literally got nothing. Like. And I streamed that album, like, that's, like, one of the albums, like, I streamed that's, that album, like, But Break Me Off should have got a nomination. Wait, Victoria Monet? She didn't get shit either. Well, she didn't drop her album yet, but she dropped some singles and some videos. She dropped some, wait a minute, you're, wait a minute, I'm about to get mad. Victoria Monet dropped some videos. Moment. 
moment was beautiful. And just the the, the consistency in aesthetic, like the seventies, just sparkly disco type. Like. Everything. Her role. I, I I was talking about this with my mom. Victoria Monet's R&B album rollout that will be coming out next week, Friday, <laughs> is beautiful. It was beautiful and amazing. The way she, I when you call me, you hear her ringtone that like beautiful. Damn, she didn't get anything. the visuals, the music, how she kept her fans involved for her birthday. She had a Zoom call. We could join the Zoom and celebrate her birthday with her. Like, I stand. Mm. Damn. Her rollout and promo. I mean, no, of course, nobody pays attention because you know how everyone is. Like, it's all rap this, rap that. And whatever they, you know, whatever you're into. But, like, give credit when it's due. Yeah. I'm going to just need MTV just to quit. And that's MTV just that. needs to get it together. Or we just need to start honoring these people on our own and by ourselves. And that's just that. Like, yep. And that's why I do, like, honor the people that I listen to the way that I do. Yeah, Justin Bieber even got nominated for Yummy. And I was like... No comment. Anyways, so yeah, that's the VMAs. That's the MTV. Do better and just... Treat guess- Harry better, bro. Or just honestly, if you're not going to do it right, give it to a channel that will. And that's how I feel about that. Or hire people that will. So, now let's get into the meat of this episode. The reason why I summoned you here. So, for Music Mondays, like I said in the beginning, I wanted to do something very special something meaningful for the first episode of this new series and i really wanted to discuss the albums that changed our lives so number one for me i wrote this down (laughs) wait i didn't write anything down okay so uh, number one for me i know it's like it's number one for me is ellie goulding Mm. And it's her album Halcyon. Halcyon. Well, well, let me look this up. Without the, the album. Yeah, that's it. So Halcyon is is Ellie Goulding's second album. It was released in 2012. Um, certain singles that you might know from it is Anything Could Happen. Oh my gosh! Um, and um, I was in love with this. Yes. Explosions was on there, and then she even re-released it. And Burn was on there, one of her biggest hits. And Halcyon, the standard version, really spoke to me in so many ways because it was like the I because this was when she broke up with Skrillex. This is when she broke up with Skrillex. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is when she broke up with Skrillex, and she was really like getting that heartbreak off of her chest, and she put it all into this music. And it was some of the best pop music I've ever heard in my life because it was so meaningful. It was <sighs> it was majestic in a sense, whimsical, I guess. But like, it was still pop and it was still dark. It was kind of like a soundtrack for like Charmed. 
Like I don't, so it was, it was just so good to me. I don't know. Halcyon really spoke to me. And the fact that it was named Halcyon off of that bird, that aquatic bird, I live for it. And she ended the song called dead in the water, the album with the song called dead in the water. Mm-hmm. What the consistency, the creativity, the cohesiveness and motherfucking album. Okay. And it hit me hard at 14 and it still hits me hard at 21. Wow. I don't know. Let's see. Well, you know, with me, I didn't really start waking up to. No, I've always loved like music Mm -hmm. and I've always loved different artists. I've always loved different genres. So it's very hard for me to pinpoint one complete body of work to, you know, say that it shaped me because mm. I listen to so much music like and I've always have and I always will. But starting by from my memory, starting by when I feel like I started coming out of my shell as a person and started really adapting to what I understand is my current labyrinth of music taste. Period labyrinth. <laughs> labyrinth. Um uh, I would say my first album that made me realize that there's so much more to music. And like, I think I'm gonna say, mm, you're gonna hate me for this, bro. Okay, Ed Sheeran. Plus. Was it plus? Mm. plus? Iconic. Ed Sheeran Plus was like, shit like oh my god <laughs> there was a lot of great songs on that first album yes i just mm, i don't know but that's when i really like i started that's like i think that's what got me really into lyricism and like what you say and like you know understanding that what you hear and things that you hear like it's life and that influences you and your energy and just a whole bunch of different things like but yes, I would say plus by Ed Sheeran. Like mm. that that is a good album. I Last remember when it came one. out. The A Team is still one of his best songs to this day. Yeah, I loved his second album too, but nah, that nah, that slapped. But like Oh, Multiply was good. Multiply was bomb. You hear me? Bomb. Multiply was good. I think that was the last album I bought from Ed Sheeran was Multiply. Because I didn't yeah. buy Divide. I, I didn't, didn't buy, buy Divide either. I didn't buy that shit. I have the I have the Multiply um vinyl. Yep. So yeah. And whatever those that little collaboration shit that he's doing, he could keep it. Cause I don't I don't want that either. <laughs> No, no part of that. Old Ed Sheeran, I don't really want it. <laughs> but yes, Ed Sheeran. Yes. So the second album for me is okay. So I wrote this down, and then I was like, okay, now, now I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, no, I need to change it. So the second album is a Mariah Carey album, and it is Butterfly. But I feel like I won't be doing myself a service for an album that shaped me. If I didn't give you the right Mariah Carey album. And the right answer to this is her album, her 2009 album called Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel. And I'm giving that album credit, over, even though Butterfly is my favorite Mariah album, Memoir shaped me because that was the album that, be, that made me become a fan of Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. 
So that song, that album had Obsessed on there, Hate You, About My Face. Like, mm-hmm. that album was so good. It was produced by The Dream, solely by The Dream. The Dream. That was a good album. What, uh, which album? The one that you just said, the Mariah Carey. Yes, it was, it was an era. It was an era. Yeah, oh, I, wanna... I remember it so clearly, like, hello, it's Mariah. Right? Know. Like, I don't know, as a black person, as a black young girl, growing up and hearing Mariah on the television, I loved watching her music videos. I loved, wa- I loved hearing her, like, Mariah, like, it's Mariah Carey, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like. That album shaped me because it really made me become a fan. That was the first album I ever like illegally downloaded for myself off of LimeWire. And <laughs> and just listening to it, it was just I, I had I re-listened to it the other day while I was on my walk and I was like, yo, this album really hits. Like it still hits to this day. Even though it's been like 10 years, but it still still slaps. Like that album really made me become a fan because that made me go into her back catalog and um, look forward to future music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the second album for me, Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel. All right. Um, my second album would probably have to be... Um, I'm going to say... Four by One Direction. Mm. Naturally, you know, I was a big One Direction fan. I feel like that was their best album. The production and music inside of Four woke me up to um, falling in love with instruments, like, and hearing different instruments, like, not just, like, hearing an 808 or, like, a heartbeat, like, even though I love those, like, don't get me wrong, but, like, they got real like folky on that it's album. Something about someone using their mind to learn how to create a sound that makes you feel like I just I don't know, it's just something I appreciate it. So I would definitely say four. Yes. Four that was it. That was an interesting if you time familiar for familiar with it, revisit it. Go listen to it. people think that like different that that music that is different or made differently or sounds different is supposed to sound a certain way or it's supposed to make you feel a certain way or it's for certain people go and check that shit out by yourself and honestly judge it like you know like just from on your own like yes let me for one direction what singles were on there what singles i think still my girl 18 but you know the singles are never the best songs on the album. Some bops on there that I recommend to listen to are <sighs> Stockholm Syndrome. Do you know that's my favorite One Direction song? song? Girl Almighty, Fool's Gold. Yep. Is Where Do Broken Hearts Go on there? Or no, is that on Midnight yep. Memories? Yep. Oh, Where Do Broken Hearts Go? Yeah. Yeah, this I think four was their best album. Best. It was I mean, their best. I don't know. Because I can honestly say I was gonna say up all night instead of four because that woke me up to me realizing how much I love pop music. Mm-hmm. So but 
yeah, four has more four and midnight memories have more like a rocky sound. I have an appreciate I have an appreciation for alternative music too. Like yeah. I'm huge fans of nineteen seventy five around this time. So they definitely impacted my ear, like yeah. I've seen them twice in concert. And four was the last album we got with Zane to really add that soul. Do you remember the bleachers? Oh yeah, yeah. That album kind of impacted my life too. But yes, Zane's album "Mind Over Matter" that got me through some stuff too. Mm. His first album. Mm. Period. Yeah. Going to your third. I'm so sorry. my third one, I was having a hard time because I was like, I feel like so many albums could really hit me in the middle of the road, like <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Because, you know, number three in the middle of the list, not really like, I don't know. Either way, don't know how to describe it. Don't know how I came up with the placements of these damn albums, but it made sense to me. So number three is Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion. And one reason why I say Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion is because that was the pop album I was looking for to get me back into pop music. Because I'm a big pop music fan. And prior to that, my last favorite pop album was Femme Fatale, Britney Spears. That was like 2011. And I was really craving for some new music. And these artists wasn't serving it to me. When Carly Rae Jepsen came out, of, came out with Emotion on the backs of Taylor Swift's 1989. Remember everybody was giving 1989 the praise for like bringing back the 80s aesthetic and 80s sound. I said 80s. Then when Carly Rae Jepsen came out with Emotion, that's when we got 80s back. <laughs> I agree. Because you already know Carly Jepsen's song. What is it? I want to think about you. Oh, right back. Is yes. That no, no. Uh, all that. All that. All that. That is my jam. Like, mm-hmm. you already know, when we were in the dorms, we would blast that. Like, yep. oh, my gosh. That Great. whole album, really. We were just yes. Doing. Like, just the, mm, that song is, like, one of my favorite songs ever. Ever. Yes. And I just remember ever. when that album came out, because I was a big fan of her first album, Kiss, uh, which I revisited recently. And that album didn't get enough credit. People gave her that Call Me Maybe uh, stardom, but there were so many other songs on that album that should have got praise, and it did not. And that was way better than Call Me Maybe. But this second album, it really showed me that, oh, Carly Rae Jepsen is really that pop girl. She's the main pop girl because she ate that. That whole entire album is just so good. So 80s, so dramatic. You know what I mean? So girly. That's what I love about it. So girly, colorful. Mm-hmm. So, I love it. I love, I love, I love, I love. Emotion really, I think it shaped me because it was like, yes, this is the album for me. This is me being a little queer black boy enjoying some pop music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was my number three. Okay. My number three is Ariana Grande's live album. Oh, wow. That's fairly recent. But let me tell you my revelation to this. Okay. So, you know, her 
live album was um her doing her whole concert and of course she has how many albums six five five she has five well six is coming but you know she has five so and i've been following her like her whole career so hearing these songs over again hearing her sing them live over again made me revisit so i will say i think my everything by but the live album like i don't know it's because you like the live album because it's like a culmination of all everything about my everything was like for me as a young girl listening to my everything that was everything that i wanted to hear even like with one direction that was everything that i wanted to hear in my teen years like i wasn't you know and i never was really a hard person like i don't know i like Mm -hmm. soft ballads melodies the intro i've said since i was 16 years old that i was gonna walk to that song down the aisle i don't know intro to my everything um Harry wrote a song on that album. Just just a little bit of your heart. Only one is on that album, which I still bump that song. Like it's it's embedded in my veins. Like, I don't know. I love that song so much. Like mm. My Everything was it really everything. Did, it really made me stand because I was a big fan of I Love Yours Truly. I loved but yours truly. When truth. she came out with my everything, I was like, oh, it's over for these hoes. You you already know I love all of that. I listen to it twenty four sevens all. But a lot of people would argue that that is her her worst album. And they can fall in a ditch. I they argue. I mean, for me, and I'm not saying that like any of her albums are the worst or any are better than the other because I literally Devin like you know me. I listen to them on repeat still to this day. Like. That's what I like to listen to. That's what makes me happy. Like, mm. Mm. I just can't pick. I have my favorite artist, and Ariana Grande is like. So my third oh, is Michael Jackson's Invincible. The fifth one is the album that we both know. So we're going to save that one. But the fourth one is Michael Jackson's Invincible because that was the first CD I ever bought. Mm. That was the first album I ever bought. Not my favorite Michael Jackson album, which is Thriller, but Invincible was so good because it was just my introduction to a legend. I was, we were lucky enough to catch the last album Michael dropped. Like, that was his last album that had You Rock My World on there. Um, Butterflies is on there. Like, we were the last group of living individuals to get like an actual album release from Michael Jackson. So, and for that to be my first album, I won. So the next album that I'm about to mention Uh-oh. is my, I think this is my number one, like my forever album, like mm. Control. Ah, that was the album I was going to say last. Really? Yes. Well, this is my, like, because I have a blank space after this one. Like, I don't know after this, but okay. this one. Let's just control. get down to it. Okay, so this is my fifth one, let's too. Let's talk so about it. Let's just get into Control. Let's just talk about it. That album was really the definition of our college. Ex- that if literally you, if you could say the soundtrack of college of your college experience 
what album would that be? It would be Scissors Control. I have videos of us blasting control. Front to back. Front to back. And what's real crazy yeah. what's and, real crazy about Control is that the album came out while we were on summer break. So that came out in between freshman and sophomore that year. That 2000 summer, that 2017 summer was good. It was spectacular for me at least. How was it for you? Oh, well, you know, I was going through some things. Yes. And that yes. album did what it had to do when it came to summoning a better perspective of me. What that album did uh, so good was that it fit for whatever mood that you were in. For me, like, yeah. If you were if you were down and you were sad, then that album came on. You if you like, felt it if you were happy and that album came on you felt it like it I've fits every emotion before, and i will literally keep saying it scissor took my insecurities and turned them into gold like that's an album that i'll listen to like if i'm having a bad day like i'll listen to that during that summer where we literally was just on like facebook messenger blasting control well we were on a lot we were going through a lot we like it was a lot going on and sophomore year was not the not the best year sophomore year was not the best year there was a lot going on it was bad and that that that, that's the type of album that it is it gets you through a lot going on like when you have a lot going on just listen to that as a female like i can literally say like yes that's that album yo Yep, control is really and that anybody girl. and anybody else in between being a female or a male, whoever else can identify and relate to that album. Like I can't even tell you what other albums were released that year because control took over my life that year. For me, oh well you already know Harry Styles' first solo album was released. And that was gonna be my number five, but Oh no. Uh but just to end off control, control, perfect album. Control. Yeah, control is like that album. Like. How do you feel like you need a follow-up from Scissor? I kind of don't. I would like it, but I don't think I need After it. After this amount of time, a follow-up of control. Of control. I don't know. I don't think I want it. I don't. I don't think I want it. If she would have immediately followed up with an the album. The only thing that I wish that we had, but I'll be perfect without, is the other part of Love Galore. If she would have just dropped the Control Deluxe, like we were promised, we would have been chilling right now. But I don't know if I, I really genuinely don't know if I want an album from SZA anytime soon. She, like, she could She's pull dropping a, soon. She's going to drop soon. She could pull a Lauren Hill for all I care, because Control is just that good to me. I want another one. I'll take another one. It just all depends on the perspective. I, I, don't want, I don't want another control, but I want more from her. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, it, if it's... um, Because you know how labels work. If one thing works, they want to duplicate it again. Mm-hmm. But I want SZA to do something. If she is going to follow up... I don't think CDE would do that. If she's going to follow up with something... She's gonna, she, she's gonna rightfully come with what she wants to come with when she's ready, and I'm here for it. Like, it, needs to, it needs to be different. It needs to be... Something different, sonically. 
I'm I've, I follow her fan pages and I've been seeing word of choreo and videos and it's coming soon and you know I'll all right you. you know how sis it is what coming soon now she say that yeah well you know coming soon in the progress you you get it when you'll you'll know when you'll know so that's it this is the first episode of music mondays i'm so excited to do start this series do the series interview a yeah. lot of different artists you know i'll be watching yes next week we'll y'all can be... follow me on instagram at brie nick brie period <laughs> Next week we will have Tynell on the Devon Hour on his he's rec- he's going to record on his birthday, uh, which I feel very special that he chose me <laughs> to for his for to be an interview for his birthday for his new album that comes out August 9th. So we are going to talk to Tynell next week. We already had him on the Devon Hour iconic episode. Naya talks about it all the time because Naya was there. And Naya was shooting the shits with Tynell the whole entire time. It was so funny. Oh, my God. He, he even yelled at the frats. It was hilarious. He yelled at the frats for yelling. Like, it was, it was so funny during an interview. It was crazy. Oh. So go check out my previous interview with Tynell. And then look forward to the new one. We're going to just catch up, talk about his new album, Complicated. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. If there's any other artists that you would like me to interview, just let me know. And here we are. Welcome to Music Mondays on the Devon Hour. Woohoo. <laughs> and, and then also look out for this Friday where I dropped the first episode of uh, the interview series, Devon Hour interviewing the interviewer. And we are going to have Mr. Olivier Ali John from Champions Corner, who is a prior member of WKJ, the station that I was a part of. So he's going to be first. Then we're going to have Miss T the next week. And then we're going to have Rich from Garden State Hip Hop. And then the final one, I'm not saying because it's going to snatch your wig. That's that. Mm. So welcome. So welcome to the whole new month of August for the Devon Hour. Boom. Well, right now. Bye-bye. Stay Bye. woke. And thank you for wasting an hour of your day listening to my bullshit. <laughs>